for the first down and still on his feet. RG3 is going to outrace everybody. Roethlisberger looks, crosser, grab, he caught it, fights to the goal line, breaks the plane, touchdown Pittsburgh! That might win them the division! And the handoff to Tomlinson, left side, and he will gallop into the end zone! Charger fans are witnesses to history! In to the Blitz podcast at halftime of Monday Night Football, but we could, we literally couldn't fucking wait to talk about everything that happened in week one. I'm so fucking hype, but welcome back in, dudes. It's nice to talk some football. Jaden, Tyler, how we how we feeling? We buzzing? Feels good. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure everybody in this room has a win, is in the win column in week one. So uh, feels pretty yeah. good right now. Except everybody, I mean, if you're talking about the picks, I mean, I see Jacksonville, Jacksonville, and Jacksonville. That's so funny. Yeah, I mean, I was on the Jags. I mean, is what it is. But if we're talking about our teams, I mean, I'm loving what I'm seeing from them Vikings boys. <laughs> Got to be feeling great about the Vikings right now. I mean, they came out firing. But overall, I mean, what? And I think we had six games decided by three points or less. I mean, I know last night's game, Sunday night game with Bucks and Cowboys was kind of a dud. But other than that, it was an electric day in the NFL for yeah, sure. Yeah, no, and I can't wait for more this coming week, but I can't wait to dive into everything that we have to cover from this past week in the midst of Monday Night Football that we got right now. So without further ado, let's dive into it. And anybody want to recap the first half of this game? Because I didn't see it at all, really. Yeah, I mean, Gino looks legit. Yeah. Uh, he, it, it shows, you know, sitting behind guys like Russell Wilson and Eli Manning, um, you know, for multiple years, it, it, it really shows that you learn a lot from these guys. And we're seeing, we saw it in the first half. We'll see what happens. I mean, the Denver defense definitely got to pick it up. Seven penalties for 71 yards for the Broncos, in my opinion, was probably the storyline of this first half. Uh, we saw Jerry Judy have monster catch. I think it was like a 65 or 70 yard touchdown. Um, that was electric to see. But yeah, Gino's throwing it all over. Throwed it all over the uh, all over the field. Penny and Javante, both those running backs, look pretty solid so far in the first half as well. Uh, Cortland Sutton's been a little quiet. DK's had a couple catches here and there. Same with Lockett, but uh, but overall, I've been impressed with the Seahawks for sure. How's Russ looking? It looked. I heard that Sutton was the most targeted in the first half. Or... We are the analysis podcast. We're asking <laughs> other people what's going on in the game. That we're I'm the voice down. of the people, man. What if you're not watching the game right now? Come on. <laughs> there was so much to cover yesterday. I mean, he, he couldn't even have time. You're not watching the game right now. All right, we got a couple comments to lead us off because last time we went live, didn't actually go live. And we went live at like 1230 at night anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But Commander's game was an amazing atmosphere, surprisingly, says Taylor Gray. Love to hear that. Love to hear that. You know it was amazing. In the toilet bowl, dude. It was It was buzzing. <laughs> I mean, I mean, are we comparing this to like the atmosphere at a Navy game? No, or another college game. game. In comparison or... to the half-assed performances that FedEx usually puts on, that, that I mean, it was a nice atmosphere. But Jake, look, okay, look, I'll, 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 I'll give you guys this. Like you got Carson Wentz, you know, did what he needed to do to win the game down the stretch. I will absolutely give him kudos there. 
is it going to be something that will continue all season long remains to be seen. You know, we, we've seen him fold down the stretch last year, but it's a new season, new team, you know, new opportunity. We'll see what happens. Um, Forrest yeah. for you guys is an absolute Dog. animal. I mean, this guy was replacing the only reason he was playing is because mm -hmm. Cam Curl was out and, and to see what he did was today. Lawrence made some boneheaded plays. Hey, you're going to have that uh, with a second year guy, but yeah, I mean, Hey, I'll give you guys credit. You know, you pulled out the dub in the end, did what you had to do to get the win. And yesterday, that was a lot <laughs> for yeah. every single team in this league. Yeah, no, no shit. Field goal kickers won a shit ton of games yesterday. I mean, we saw... Also lost a shit ton of games. Yeah, you're right, you're right. I mean, since he and uh, Pittsburgh came down on the wire, Aiden, I know that that smile is rough to put on. But, uh... <laughs> But yeah, it's it was good shit. Good shit week one. So without further ado, let's dive into the rest of it. And to start off, we're going to look back on our set of week one picks. And this is something that we really didn't do last year was reflect on how good or bad we did in our picking. But this will be just kind of an easier way to run through all the games without running through endless, meaningless stats as I did last year. So, uh... Without, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So, Bills Rams, obviously on Thursday. Bills came out with the dub. Uh, Saints beat the Falcons. Um, the 49ers Ooh. lose to the Bears. Let's, what? I was going to say that Saints game. I mean, they were down, what, 16 points with like 12 minutes to go. They were my survivor pool pick, too. So I was freaking out. But I mean, Juice Landry, man, yeah. turned back the clock. That's for sure. Yeah. Michael Thomas, too. Two tuds in his return, which was nice to see. I didn't really – but Kamara really struggled, and we'll talk a little bit about Kamara later. But, I mean, this the Saints team, we all picked them unanimously to pretty much beat them handedly, and they did not. It came down to the wire. It looked like it was Atlanta's game most of the time, but the Saints do, in fact, pull out the dub. So, any thoughts on that game, Jaden? Melvin Gordon has – I was going to say Melvin Gordon has gotten every carry to start the second half, by the way. And Cortland Sutton's also got two more catches. Ooh. Let's go. Yes, sir. Melvin Gordon, owners stand up. <laughs> the three, no. the three. Get him out. The three man. owners stand out. up with he, you. He... All right, yeah, sweet. We're, we're back, back live. live. For Let's some go. reason, it was like had the screen for like, you as like the whole screen and then it had double tyler's and then double Jaden's, but we back we back well it's it, it's like Jaden and i said you know it wouldn't be a blitz pod with hey man let's not let's not shit on me too much i mean i have had a really decent run recently so how about you suck a cock tyler wouldn't <laughs> be a blitz podcast without a hey fuck hey Hey, Kane, it's been a good enough weekend for you. Cats winning, Washington I was bound winning. To, I mean, come on. Yeah, you, I was bound to be hell hit by something, weekend. you know. But we're going to keep it rolling. Who is that? Third. Rough driving right now, second uh -oh. goal. But, um, but, yeah, we were on Saints-Falcons. Yeah, I mean, Jaden, you were talking about it. That receiving course back. Juice, Mike, Land or Mike Landry combining mm -hmm. Michael Thomas and Juice Landry. But... Yeah, good shit. They come out with a dub, a narrow dub. Yeah. And Olave. Olave still provided some some good sparks yesterday, too. Um, I mean, him and Garrett Wilson both. Yeah, and another rookie yesterday. wide receiver, Johan Dotson, who Jaden picked up in fantasy. 
before the game, which was who did? Yeah, yeah you did. Oh, oh yeah, drop Tyler right. Boyd because he was sitting. Yeah, yeah. The hype, the hype's real with Jahan Dotson. I would, I mean, after what you saw, I mean, he didn't have a ton of targets, but like, you know, the targets that he got, he made 100%. him count. That's for sure. All right, let's move on. Uh, 49ers and Bears. We all, we all picked the 49ers. Uh, There's yeah. no takeaways from this game. This game did. Yeah. Just... This game is a throwaway. Unfortunately, yep. can't really. And it sucks because you wanted to take so much from this. I mean, you've got Trey Lance playing in his first like real start with not like without the strings of Jimmy G really being attached. And you get Justin Fields both in the same game and they're playing against each other. You really wanted to see how this worked and we get nothing away from it. We'll have to wait another week. Melly! Oh no! The only thing that we can take away from this game is unfortunately, and we're going to talk about it, oh. is Elijah Mitchell. That's the only thing that we can yeah, really yeah, take away from this game. The truth. And and you know, honestly, it's probably smart by the 49ers to not play Kittle and risk an injury there as well. I mean, I know that they lost the game, but like, was George Kittle really? I mean, it was just a shit show of a game. Like, was he gonna provide some stuff? Maybe, who knows? But like, why risk? Another solid another takeaway injury? too. Debo. And the Debo in the wideback role is still ahead. happening, dude. He's still out there dominating. Who do you think takes this over? For, for the 49ers. So I it's weird because is it Jeff Wilson? I got, I mean, like I saw before before the before the game started, they um they healthy scratched Terry and Davis Price, the third pick yep. uh of this past year. They obviously cut Trey Sermon, the third round pick of the year before. So now you're looking at um I can't remember the dude's name from Georgia Tech. There's he was like a sixth round pick. Um and he was playing really well in the preseason. Um I'd imagine Terry is Terry and Davis Price doesn't get healthy scratched again. Um, Sitting on my bench. And I think it'll it'll probably be a Jeff Wilson, um, Terry and Davis Price. Cody. Jordan um, Mason. With that, Jordan, I knew it was something Mason. Jordan Mason, he looked pretty good in the preseason. Not an extremely good athlete, but dude just runs runs the ball well. Um, so I think he'll get That's some good run for running too. Back. San Francisco loves pulling these guys out of their ass. It's a good thing. Yeah. Bodes well. Yeah, I mean, Melvin Gordon just oh, no. Right <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, to his defense, it was fourth I was, and goal. That's why I was like, that's why I was like, no. Because <laughs> get him dude, out. If he would have popped that in there, if he would have popped that in there, I might have had a real asset on my hands. Mitchell would hit us with a uh, Melvin Gordon fumble at the goal line. Let's go. Fuck him. <laughs> so, not everybody is on the uh, Melvin Gordon train with you, man. Uh, but. Chargers legend. Let's dive into uh, something more happy and Steelers Bengals, dude. Bengals take the loss in this one, a very long, drawn out loss that went back and forth and back and forth. Walk us what you were feeling, Jaden. Uh, okay, so I checked it this morning. Um, I did. I, be- I believe it was something like twenty five hundred steps yesterday, and I never left my house. Um, <laughs> additionally for, for the mo the good part of probably about six to seven minutes in the fourth quarter till the end of regulation, my phone was on the couch because we were watching the game illegally because NFL plus is a scam for those who don't know. And it's not in our local market. So I didn't want to have my phone in my pocket hearing all the buzzes when I'm seeing stuff 30 to 45 seconds late every time. So the 2000 steps, whatever was mostly just... <laughs> From overtime. Um, very stressful. 
um, it was just me and a Bengals fan in my living room. Just one would yell in joy and the other one would scream in anger. Um, but it was, it was not a fun game to experience because it was just non like, oh, we got the ball back. But then we, you know, then we go oh, three and out again. Then TJ Watt. And then... Then TJ Watt tears oh, wait, his fucking no, peck. It. Oh, wait, no, TJ is done done for the year. And then, oh, it's a 26-yard field goal, but he completely fucking shanked it. Like, um, yeah, it was rough. And then, like, Boswell, oh, the kick was, like, leaning, and then it just, I hear that. That was insane. Boom. Off the fucking. I saw, oh, I saw a video on TikTok of dudes, um, like, it, obviously, they bet uh, Steelers, or Bengals money line, I think. And he was, like, pushing, he had a fan. And he was like holding the fan up against the TV, like blowing the ball in the direction that it went, and it actually hit the post. I was like, "Oh my god, that's like, that's some weird juju." It's Kevin, it, dude. But that in the that but th- legit. That, I was gonna say that noise and the noise of like the swish in the net are like two of the most iconic noises in yeah. all of sports. The doink, the classic yeah. doink. But like legit, legit football takeaways were. Um, Trubisky's not the guy. Uh, I know you don't want to overreact to week one and, you know, week one's a big liar, but if there was something there, I would have seen it at least once. Like I would have seen one play where I was like, huh, or like maybe even just a drive where he put something together and it never happened. Like even the drive where we were able to get down into field goal range in overtime, I, I could see like 30 to 40 other NFL quarterbacks making that play if given like two chances. Like it's it really wasn't that special. Um, the offense is in, in legit trouble. I don't remember what the final stat was of how many total yards of offense we had, but it couldn't have been much more than 200 if that. Um, the de- I My thing was, and I was saying it as things started to look a lot grimmer in uh, – when we were coming down to the end of regulation, if you can't win a game where you got a plus five or a, That's what yeah, I, a plus yeah. five turnover differential, you're not going to win many games. That was, like if we, if we don't win that game, then how many games are we going to win? Yeah. That was honestly my biggest takeaway because if let's say McPherson does make the extra point or the 29 yard field goal, the, the story isn't, Oh wow. Like the Steelers are, are maybe, maybe they've got something now. They beat the Bengals in Cincinnati. The storyline is are like, are they, when are they going to have a better chance at winning a game? If you have a, like you said, a plus five turnover differential. I mean, the fact that it came down to that still is like very concerning, I would say. Yeah. And like, I didn't see Najee Harris have Belain all day. There was times where I, like the offensive line, not every time gave Trubisky time, but there were times where Trubisky had a couple seconds more than what he usually would have. And he couldn't find anybody. And Najee, like I said, Najee couldn't find a hole. So yeah, offense looks pretty grim right now. Defense was awesome though. If um, oh. if oh. I, I I thought you were gonna say something about me ranking them really low. Oh no, I'm about to. Yeah. So I remember not too long ago when we did our little power rankings. Um, the reason why the Steelers defense, who has arguably the best pass rush in the NFL, wasn't um wasn't good enough for Kane was because of how bad the corner and the secondary was who I'm not going to say they had four because they had three picks. One of the picks was a, a certain defensive lineman who may or may not be coming back this year. Um, We had three picks on a top eight quarterback. Um, Looked better. looked a lot better than 24th yesterday there, Kane I don't know. uh, That was just a fluke or 
you know, but if if we have if we actually have a 24th ranked defense, we lose like 56 to nothing. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. boy, these roughing the passer cars are weak. If you're watching the Seahawks game, I mean, Chubb just got a, a roughing the passer. The Broncos have 11 penalties for 101 Jeez. yards, and we still have a quarter and a half. to Dino play. does look kind of like that guy. A lot of newness. A lot of newness. Dino kind of looks like that guy. Kind of, sort of. I will say this also. Um, the Bengals, I mean, you, you got to be somewhat encouraged. I mean, you had that many turnovers, and you were still in place to win that game. Um, the Super Bowl hangover is real. Mm. We've seen it from the Bengals, and we've seen it from the Rams. I mean, every year, I think from now on, I'm going to just be like, okay, whoever's playing in week one, if they were in the Super Bowl, expect them to lose, because that's literally what we've, what, what we've seen this week at least. Yeah, for sure. But wild game to say the least. But uh, let's dive into the rest of the slates. And the next one was Eagles-Lions. Uh, I picked the Lions. They came close. Uh, they were winning. And then the Eagles really pulled out. And then they marched all the way back just to lose. Um, we'll dive into some more takeaways from that game later on. Uh, but Patriots-Dolphins. I was also the only one to pick the Pats in this one. And... Yeah, we, and, and Jaden and I were, were questioning it on the on the preview episode about... How the hell are they going to score points? I just didn't think, like, literally exactly. I just found saw. it so hard to believe, like, that this offense was going to be as bad as advertised. Like, because you hear all this shit from training camp. Did you not look at their depth chart? I mean, their depth charts are depth chart, but, like, I mean, they had Mac Jones last year who played at a high level with very similar receivers on the team. You know, if anything, DK. F is an absolute yeah. animal. T- Taylor just said, then, uh, hell of a grab by DK. But, um, but yeah, like, I mean, I just couldn't imagine that Bill Belichick would not score any points this year. Like, is that really going to happen with the Pats? Like, I guess it is. I'm a full believer in just shit mode in New England now. Like, I just didn't think it was going to be as bad as everybody said it was. So that's why I took the the Pats as kind of a sneaky pick, but no overreactions in training camp there. DK just yep. fumbled. Taylor actually spoiled that. Yeah. The highs and the lows of DK I'm a, I think I'm a little um, in front of you. I think I'm a little in front of you guys because I saw you go, what a grab by DK as I'm watching the instant replay of him getting stripped on the ground. Yeah, I think Taylor's oh, yeah, also you're with ahead. you. Shout out, shout out YouTube yeah, TV. I think Taylor's with it. Um, the, 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 the other thing is, like, I will give credit to the Dolphins' defense as well because their defense looked really freaking good yesterday. Um, so, you know, maybe against uh, not as good of a defense, maybe the Patriots have some more success, but like wide receiving core is weak. I'm not as sold on that offensive line. I mean, the running backs are meh. Tight ends are solid, you know, Hunter Henry and Janu, but like there's nothing that's going to blow you away. There's nothing that's like, okay, I can go to that guy to win me a game down the stretch. Like we saw with the Saints with like a Michael Thomas or something. I mean, Devontae Parker is probably wide receiver one this year, right? Yeah. And would he have one catch, yeah. I think? Yeah, I mean, it's it's just, it's not a good situation. And, you know, Jaden said that this team would be finishing last on our Hot Takes episode. And, I mean, from what I, like, you, you know, we're talking about, and that's the best thing about this episode is that it's all of our week one overreactions and and, and maybe not overreactions. And I think the, the Patriots is not an overreaction for, for how bad that this team might end yeah. up being. But let's switch it to the uh, Dolphins side. That offense looks pretty fucking good, dude. Like, I obviously, I mean... Uh, obviously need more of a sample size, but Waddle and Tyreek Hill can both coexist and produce very well. 
you know. I mean, they're both really talented receivers. As long as Tua can get them the ball accurately, then yeah. I mean, it it it'll continue to flourish. And you know, Chase Edmonds and Mostert, it's a nice duo that they've got there uh, in Miami as well, and in a nice line. Oh yeah. So. I, I, I do like what they were doing, but I just don't I, I think this is more about how bad the Patriots are than how good the okay. Dolphins are. You agree with that, Jaden? Yeah, I I like said, I don't believe in New England this year at all. Um I'm not a huge believer in what Miami has just because of Tua. Um but they've got they've got ball hawks on that secondary. I think that their secondary I don't really know how it gets rated, but it probably should be like in the top two or three. Because I mean, Javon Holland is probably on his way to be a legit superstar in this league. Xavier Howard is already there, and Byron Jones is more than a serviceable number two. Um, Had a strip sack. I, the offensive line, yeah, and the offensive line looked okay enough. At least the two new guys did. I believe neither of them allowed a pressure, um, but the three guys that are incumbent on that line did all allow pressure. So. Yeah, you're 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 working your way towards something. I think they still might be a year away. There's a lot of like said with Denver and a lot of other teams this offseason. There's a lot of newness in Miami right now, but good to start it out on a win. Oh yeah, for sure. All right. Yeah, and yeah, also one, one one last thing is um, first year head coaches was kind of a theme that mm. we saw yesterday doing really well. I mean, um, you know, teams other than um, I, 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 Lovey Smith obviously got the tie. Um, which wasn't great. And then there were two losses, but I think they went like 6-2-1 and one yesterday or something like that. Yeah, the, the and he's – Lovey's not – technically he's not a new head coach because he's been, he's been in that role for a while. Right, yeah. same thing with Todd Bowles. Well, yeah. hey, there are a lot of guys. Well, Josh McDaniels had a Dennis season Allen. as a coach, you know. Like, Lovey Smith actually had like a solid coaching career. But I, I get what you guys are saying. Did you guys see what uh, Tyreek Hill said about – Mike McDaniel choosing to go for it on fourth and seven. He was like, <laughs> I saw that. And then I saw the announcer like say, this is not a good idea. And then the, the like, I think Greg Olson said, this isn't a good idea. And then whoever the play by play was, said, this is a great idea. <laughs> the Tyreek was like, I mean, Mike McDaniel needs a wheelbarrow to carry around his nuts. Like he's got very large cojones and that's word for word. I mean, we saw, we we did see, and we've seen it year by year as far as the fourth down percentage, as far as how often teams are going for it. But I mean, it's becoming more and more prevalent that if you have fourth and less than two, and you know you're right around the fifty, even on your own forty, teams are going for it uh, a lot more than they would have ever done in Hell years yeah. past. Hell yeah! All right, let's move on to the next game, and this will be pretty quick. Uh, we all picked the Ravens, and the Ravens smacked the Jets. A uh, couple initial, t- I mean. Right off the top of my head, there was Duvernay looks like the number two there. Uh, I think that Duvernay might outplay Rashad Bateman this year. I mean, I kind of was into that take until Rashad Bateman scored his long touchdown. But, you know, those are just some of my initial thoughts. Well, the guy that I... Oh, I want to... I wanna... I want to hear first. I just want to hear. Oh, Mark Andrews. Yeah, Andrews yeah, yeah, than Kelsey yeah, yeah. Initially, I still think that and. Yeah, Kelsey looked pretty damn good. Yeah, he uh, did. Yesterday. He did. I mean, I'm still rock. I'm not about to give up on my take just yet after week one. Um, I'll go ahead because historically the Jets are very so good my, I, I, defense against the tight end. I will say that uh, definitely last year. Um, so yeah, I'll stick with the take that Andrews is probably going to be better than Kelsey season long. I will 
say this. Uh, I didn't like the Ravens didn't look great. I mean, they, they did enough, you know, as against the Jets. But my rookie of the year pick, I think, showed the fuck out. And that would be Mr. Sauce Gardner. And that's why I think that Bateman didn't have as strong of a game because when he was matched up against Sauce, Sauce shut him down. He looks really freaking good. Uh, so that's definitely, you know, talking about the Jets defense and you can take a positive from this game. It's it's him. For sure. For sure. All right, let's dive into uh, my very own Jags. Commanders. Why did I start that out with Jags? That sounded so weird. Saying very own Jags. Fuck. Very own Commanders beating the Jags at home. I was the only one that had the pick. I mean, Trevor Lawrence looked terrible in this game. Um, that really made me question my as good as Justin Herbert in his rookie season sort of take because that was not a good showing from Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Christian Kirk looks like he's going to be the target in Jacksonville this year. And Carson Wentz looked, and I'll dive into it later, he looked comfortable, dude. I know he threw the two picks, but he looked comfortable. He was the passing leader of the week. Um, he threw four touchdowns as well, which is only less touchdowns than only Patrick Mahomes this week. Um, so, yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing. Takeaways from that game? Oh, no. Are you fucking kidding me, Javante? What happened? <laughs> oh. They just fumbled at the goal line. Yeah, Taylor just said it. Wow, second straight fumble inside the five for Denver. Dude, the, dude, the Broncos have had 11 penalties, and they fumbled twice at the goal line. They were doing everything to lose Let's this go, game. Let's go, Javante. Fuck that piece of shit. Okay, Kane, Kane, I'm just gonna I'm gonna let you in on something. So there's a little error going on in Sleeper's app right now where Kyler Murray is only being credited with eight rushing yards when he had twenty nine yesterday. Um and Lake's currently having a heart attack with me on Snapchat trying to get me to change the score. I've checked everywhere and he does have twenty nine yards on every app except for Sleeper. So I'm probably gonna, gonna need to go through and adjust that. But uh just figured out who's Dude, if it's every app except for Sleeper, and it yesterday he had the yards, and now today he doesn't. They'll change it. I don't know They'll why. They'll change it. Don't go I'm in and change will, it. But if they, if okay, they yeah, don't do that. But the fact that Javante Williams just fumbled at the goal line really helps you because that's three points that he had yeah. and now doesn't. Don't change it. I will say this about the about the Jags. My first takeaway is that um, as a Travis Etienne owner, I am I'm concerned. I'm not putting the panic meter at like a seven or an eight, but James Robinson is there, and James Robinson's not going anywhere. Um, so definitely a little bit concerned with that. Um, also, the Jags in the first half, I believe, had two possessions inside the red zone and got zero points out of either possession. Um, so they definitely shot themselves in the foot, but yeah, like I told you, I'm definitely going to give credit to your commanders. Carson Wentz did what he had to do, you know, let his team on a four minute drill down the field, score the game winning touchdown. Um, definitely had some impressive moments with Jahan Dotson. Terry looked good too. Um, Gibby looked solid as well. So I, I think that they've definitely got something there and, you know, we're talking about it in the pregame, but we'll hop into it. But with that injury in Dallas definitely opens up the window. And this is what we were talking about in the NFC being wide the fuck open. And we saw it. Like the Bucks are are, are that team probably as the best in the they're NFC, stealing. but they're stealing. There's there's six other spots completely up for grabs right now. Yeah, sure. It's exciting stuff. But yeah, all right. Washington walks away with the win. 
In the next game, Baker loses his revenge game against the Browns. Mitch was the only one of us that picked the Browns to win. I mean, I, I don't really even know what to say. I mean, Robbie Anderson is back, I guess. Um, he seemed who publicly hated on Baker and is now benefiting from Baker being there for the first time in his career. So that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, I guess. But, I mean, Baker threw what? One pick, two picks? Yeah, I think he threw for two. I think he had two picks. Um, also, the Browns are a missed referee's intentional grounding away from losing that game uh, because there was a not there was an intentional grounding that happened from Jacoby Brissett that wasn't called it was the same thing that happened with Jameis Winston in, in the Saints game that pushed them back 10 yards and they called it in the Saints game and then didn't call it in the Browns game um, so that was one call I mean it, you know that that gets called and the Browns lose that game uh, credit to Kate mm. New York man banging a 60 yarder or 58 yarder or whatever it was in his first that was the money game. the whole um, way too so big up money the whole way it, it looked like it had a nice little – it looked like yeah. a nine iron, had a nice little draw to it mm-hmm. coming back in. It, it was a very, very nice kick. And like we said, on a day when kickers had their struggles, Cade York showed up when the time mattered. So kudos to them, kudos to the Browns. I mean, their, their roster is great outside of, you know, the quarterback position. Um, so I think that, you know, the, the Panthers should be – I guess if you want to take a moral victory, you can. But neither of these teams really impressed me that much yesterday. Yeah, 100%. I mean, the, I will say the Carolina offense did look a little particularly more threatening with Baker in there. Yeah, but I, I, I still think it's just got a bunch of questions, especially on the mm-hmm. line. Fair enough. All right. Let's. Ooh. who had a 16 pass blocking mm-hmm. grade yesterday. Yeah, there you go. 16. And for those at home, that is no, not. No, he was good. going up against Mr. Miles Garrett, but. Yeah. Which is not exactly what you want to do in your first game. However, <laughs> yeah. 16. Jesus. There's better days to come for yeah. Icky, I'll say that. Okay. Uh, next game we got on the slate is uh, Colts-Texans, which ended up in a tie. We'll talk a little bit about that later, a little more about that later. Um, Giants and Titans. Uh, the Giants come away with their first season opening win since 2017, dude. And... The Titans are in trouble. What's the overreaction? Yeah, all right, Tyler. Are you about to shit all over the Titans? Yeah, you know, called that game. I literally said it. As much as it's about the Giants winning the game, it's more so about me not believing in the Titans, and they gave me every reason to not believe in them yesterday. Um, I mean, I know that they're, once again, a Randy Bullock kick away from winning that game, but credit to the Giants, man. Down 13 nothing, came back at halftime, showed out, and this is what I said. Sometimes it's all about a culture change, and we saw that with Brian Dable, and he's brought some life into that team. And I will say, oh man, Rashad Penny busting a run. There's <coughs> yeah, a flag, so we'll see if it's a hold. Yep. Um, but I will hold. say that if Saquon Barkley mm. stays healthy, I could see him getting two twenty five hundred all-purpose. Oh, you know, rushing and receiving yards. Holy by the end of the fuck! Yeah, you heard that shit, dude. He had two thousand. He had two thousand a couple years ago and missed two games, and it was only that was one of the best season. fantasy seasons on record. And what? And what did he do yesterday that won't make you believe that? Because the guy did everything. He carried. He carried that team. Played a half-ass Titans defense. I think he would maybe get it. If... I mean, yeah. this was a defense that, that was pretty highly ranked last year. Surprisingly, but no, I will. Ranked. I will agree with that. 
But at the same time, I mean, he's it is in the yeah. NFL. I think he had, yeah, almost 200 all, uh, rushing and receiving yards yeah. yesterday. No, I mean, he's in the NFL. Don't get me wrong. He's a top five pick, but 2,500 all-purpose yards. Phew. I mean, he did look like old Saquon yesterday, for sure. So, If he stays healthy, if he plays in all, all 17 games. Lake said, uh, tell me your plans right now. Lake, you, you can't get those points. That's not fair. What if, like, I, I'm going to start fact-checking every single stat now. Like, that's not like I could have go watch I could have like three or four like players that have their stats off by one or two points. Like that's opening Pandora's box, bro. So fuck you, Lake. If you lose, take it like a man. Okay? <laughs> Jaden, I'm interested I'm interested on your take away from that Titans Giants game. Um, I mean I didn't get to catch a whole lot of it because that was like the game that seemed to be least on a on red zone. Um, also I was away from my home, so I was only able to flip through Vikings, Packers and Chiefs cards. Um, but like you said, Saquon looked good. Also, Derrick Henry, what's, what's the panic meter on Derrick Henry fantasy owners? I know that 80 yards, 19, 21 carries, I think is what finished with. So that's the workload that you want from him. He doesn't see the end zone. Um, no, and he's absolutely not. Gonna catch passes. not. That's the problem, and that's yeah. always been the problem. But it's even worse. He's not going to catch passes, now. and if he's not getting in the end zone, if he's not getting in the end zone once or twice, I mean, can he be a top five pick like he was drafted to be in most leagues? If he's not catching passes, and you know, because, um, you know, somebody made the point. There's no threat of AJ Brown. There's not even a threat of Julio Jones anymore. A Traylon Burks, uh, Robert Woods, Ryan Tannehill passing attack makes him want to put yeah. eight in the box. And yeah, yeah. So you put eight in the box. Derek Henry's really good, but it's going to be really hard to run consistently against that. Um, and until Tannehill makes them respect the pass, they're going to do that. Teams are going to do that. And now, and that was my biggest concern with this team is you, like I said, with the Giants, throw eight, maybe even nine in the box, and just say, "Hey, Tannehill, try and beat us." And that's basically what they did was shut down the run, and they were able to hold. The, the Tennessee offense to it's only 20 points. So kudos to the giants D which isn't like that great of a defense in my opinion. Um, but they did what they had to do and, and kudos to them. I, I think that, like I said, I think it's more about Tennessee being bad as much as it is the giants being good Fair enough. Fair enough. And Jaden, I'll echo your point on Derrick Henry, not catching passes. I mean, there was a chance these past like few years that he was going to catch some passes here and there. I think that that's over now because Hillier caught, two passes or for or four passes for two touchdowns yesterday like i mean they're going to their backup guys yeah and then that's kind of what they mm-hmm. did with jeremy mcnichols that's what they did with jeremy mcnichols for uh, i believe it was two years ago um was any third and fourth down late game situation yeah. derrick henry wasn't on the field mm-hmm. and that's what happened yesterday too and i'll hop more into that with, with with one of my big takeaways from the week later on um just just with that that situation and many other Sweet. situations we'll preview like it all right, uh, let's run off these last few because we're going to talk about them later. Anyway, uh, Chiefs absolutely put the wood to the Cardinals in uh, their first week one game. Patty Mahomes throws five tuds. Go ahead. I would like to, con- I would like to kind of take a victory lap on that. I said that even though it was minus six, I'm taking the Chiefs 100%, and I wouldn't be surprised if they blew them out by 20. And go ahead. You know, that's exactly what they did. So, dude, I the Cardinals – well, we might talk. I don't know if that was in the. I don't know if that was in the outline. Yeah, or not, I mean, Chiefs Cardinals, is. dude. The Cardinals might be. Yeah, really bad. 
the well, Cardinals might be. Like, look, at, you go look at their depth chart up top to bottom. They might be really, really bad. Like, they're yeah, just not a good football sure. team. And we'll dive into that talk. And and that's and that's that's the question here: Is it are the Chiefs that good, or are the Cardinals that bad? And it can be both. For sure. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Uh, Packers and Vikings. Uh, Packers struggle in Week One as they always do, and the Vikings walk away with the dub. Mitch and Tyler had that one. Uh, we all had the Chargers. Yeah. Real quick, I will say this. I will say this. It kind of did. I was watching a lot of like uh, talk show, sports talk shows today, and all of them were just talking about how bad the Packers are. And this is concerning with Aaron Rodgers and these wide receivers and like their offense did not look good and all this stuff. And I'm like, eventually you got to give credit to the Vikings here. Like, really I know I'm biased as hell, but like still they, they, they showed out yesterday. I mean, the defense looked good. Obviously Christian Watson dropped that touchdown, but I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say it and y'all can blast me if you want, but Justin Jefferson is the best fucking receiver in this game. I, don't, I can't argue with that. Dude, I've heard, Two people say that he's the best player in the NFL. Like Aaron Rodgers being two, one of them. Yeah, Rodgers was one of them. And then I, I was listening to a PFF show last night, and they said that he's the best. I don't know, because there's there's like two to three guys that you could legitimately make a case for at the wide receiver position. Cooper Cup. Like, you could 100% Devontae make a case Adams. for Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, or Jamar yeah, Chase. Those, like, those the, are the four, those though. three are not crazy. And you yeah, can even nah, throw Tyreek Hill in there. Mm. I think Tyreek Hill and Diggs are a level. Anything, you know what? If you want to, yeah, first. I think they're level. Throw Diggs in there. I think. I will say this: when, with 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 Kevin O'Connell as his head coach, I just feel like it is only going to separate him from all I mean, those other guys. I feel like it is just a perfect match. After week one, him. I think it's safe. That I don't know if it's safe to say, but I mean, it's looking pretty good that Justin Jefferson's going to be possibly the best player in fantasy, but most likely wide receiver one this year so good shit all right uh raiders chargers we all picked the chargers in that one and they did walk away with the dub in the rematch game and then on sunday night football we had a really boring bucks cowboys and the bucks walk away with that as the cowboys walk into another struggle bus season so we'll talk about it a little later i mean yeah. this season's probably 100 percent. all right so we're going to do a little uh, little new segment, and I wish he was here with us, but we have just a flattering picture of him to display for this segment. And I'm going to be reading you off uh, Mitchell's injury analysis. He's our in-house injury expert. He's going to school for it right now. If you can't tell by this picture right here, uh, he's an expert in this shit. So I'm going to read off all the analysis that he had for the injuries this week. So let's dive into it. All right. So, first player to talk about on the list, of course, is Dak Prescott. We saw last night how he broke his hand. Um, he knew immediately it was broken. Um, he was selling the training staff that, and then he went back to the locker room, did not return, and it is now plausible that he's probably going to miss six to eight weeks with surgery on the thumb. Apparently, the surgery went really well today, um, but... Mitchell says, with the injury on being on the thumb, likelihood of Dak coming back and being effective is not promising after watching Russell Wilson struggle last season upon his return, which is a really good point. Uh, next guy on the list to talk about is Jaden's very own Mr. TJ Watts, former defensive player of the year. He has a torn pec, torn pectoral muscle. Uh, Mitch says, some surgeries require 6 to 12 months to fully recover. 
But in the case of a low-grade tear or a strain, it's one to two weeks. But with Watt immediately telling the coaching staff that his pectoral was torn and his inability to move the arm, the worst should be feared. And we've had uh, a little bit of a clear-up since then, right, Jaden? I was about to say, I'd like to shit on Mitchell with what he just said there because that is no longer true. And it seems as if TJ Watt's probably going to be back around October and it's not going to require surgery, which is absolutely huge um, for our team. For obvious for sure. reasons. For sure. Love to hear that he's coming back. Uh, T. Higgins, another big notable name uh, in the injury column. He has a concussion. He was taken out early against the game versus the Steelers. Uh, Mitch says, at the mercy of concussion protocol, early in year, so likely to be held out as long as needed. Now we move to Najee Harris, who didn't really have a whole ton of information on him, but this is what we got Mitchell for. He says, with Najee dealing with a Linz Frank sprain, anybody want to raise their hand if they know what that is? Liz Frank. Liz Frank. It's 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 on his foot. Yeah, it's it's a very it's a mm-hmm. nagging okay. injury on All his right. foot. So with Najee uh, with Najee dealing with a Lens Frank sprain during camp and being seen in a walking boot after the game, this could be a concern. The team said it's not a big deal, but while surgery may not be necessary right now, it could linger and limit his abilities if this is a re-aggravation of the sprain. All right, and now we have a full explanation of a Liz Frank ligament. The ligament connected your first cuneiform bone in foot to second metatarsal. In layman's terms, in the middle of the foot, connects area about halfway down under inner foot, under big toe, to area below second toe. Let you make big cuts on same tide as big toe. So, sounds like a nagging injury for Najee. Not a really great outlook for Mitch. Then we move on to a guy we've already talked about a little bit, and that is Elijah Mitchell. Who has a sprained MCL against his game versus the Bears. He's out for two months at least. 49ers backfield light on duty. Debo is going to be the workhorse according to Mitchell. Uh, He also elaborates on Keenan Allen's hamstring after he didn't return in week two. Um, Not highly concerning after week two, says Mitchell. Turnaround for Thursday night football will be rough in recovery time, but Keenan himself is confident. Speculations were potentially just cramps due to heat advisory in L.A. Okay, interesting. Uh, Last couple names here. Chris Godwin just coming off his ACL, and he already gets injured again and leaves the game. Ends up being a hamstring issue. Uh, Apparently, according to Mitchell, this is more serious than Keenan. Hamstring issue occurred on same leg as his previous ACL tear, so a clear deconditioning issue with the muscle if rushed back could linger throughout the season due to muscle loss from ACL recovery. Damn, that's actually, didn't even think about that. Good thing we got Mitchell. Uh, But Mac Jones, also on the list, suffering from back spasms, doesn't seem to be that big of a deal. Uh, Mitch says, unlikely to be long-term issue. And then Derek Barnett towards ACL. That's pretty self-explanatory. He is out for the season. So, let's give it up for Mitch. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. All right. So, now that we've covered the injury segment, let's dive into uh, a little new segment that we got called Studs and Duds. And we're just going to rock with uh, Mitchell's lab coat picture for this because that's pretty fucking cool. But eventually we'll have a nice graphic put together for that. But we're just going to run on through some studs and duds. And what that means is 
we did last year main performers, uh, star performers. I forget what the name was called, but just some of the guys that performed really well this week, and especially in fantasy, and some of the guys that were duds in fantasy as well. Uh, before we get kicked off, Mitchell says, because I'm a stud. He is a stud. That's why we have him as the main picture. <laughs> Guess the viewers, man. Dude, we already have two more viewers since Mitchell's injury segment popped. So, let's go, man. Everybody wants to hear the insight. If you want to know. But let's dive into studs and duds. And the first stud that we got on the list is Justin Jefferson. Talked a lot about him already. He had 40 points, 184 yards, and two tuds, which is fucking insane. Uh, we already talked about Saquon a shit ton, too. He had 32 points, 164 yards, a tud, and six catches. Uh, Devontae Adams, 31 points. 10 catches, 141 yards, and a tud. He seems to be a lock to be the number one receiving option, obviously, in Las Vegas. Not too much of a concern with Renfro and Waller anymore. Um, I mean, we'll see how the season goes. But uh, Michael Pittman seems to be locked in as the wide receiver one. For Matt Ryan, he finished with 27 points. A.J. Brown, same thing. He seems to be stepping clearly ahead of Devontae Smith as the wide receiver one in Philly. And Jalen Hurts, his guy, he scored 27. And then Travis Kelsey, he had 26 points as well, which hurts me to say. Uh, a couple waiver wire, waiver wire guys who had good performances this, uh, this week to keep an eye out for. Curtis Samuel and Johan Dotson. I know that sounds homer, but they both had 18 points. So, I mean, you tell me what sounds like a homer. Um Dontrell Hilliard for this uh, for Titans. He had 22 points on three catches and two tuds. Robbie Anderson mentioned him. He had 22 points. Every 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 Derrick Henry owner should be picking up Hilliard. 100. I just don't know how much like actual running work he's gonna get. What you laughing about, bitch? Uh, you tell me what sounds yeah. like a homer. You tell it's me what scored like 18 points. I want that guy on my team if he's on the waiver wire. I know it was just funny that it was funny that you said that. Thank it was you. just funny you said that. Okay, I, I mean that, that was funny. the that was the intention to get a laugh. So let's go. Say let's funny go. things. But <clears throat> for sure, all Derrick Henry owners should pick up Dontrell Hilliard to get that receiving impact. Robbie Anderson, twenty-two points, and Devin Duvernay mentioned him. He had twenty-one points as well. So now we move into. The duds segment guys who underperformed in fantasy this week and we start out with a guy we've already talked about and that is derrick henry he scored a measly seven points on 21 carries 82 yards kamara similar output 7.6 points he sucked in his day season debut mike williams really sucked in his debut you wouldn't have known if he was on the field uh, unless they said it he had two catches for 10 yards another guy who was so obviously not on the field, it wasn't funny. Uh, Devontae Smith, he had zero catches. Zero. Zero targets, zero catches. So, Mr. Jeff Okuda, yeah, welcome back. No shit. Lock Devontae Smith up. But some other underperformers on the Dallas side, Zeke and CD combined for 10.9 points, which really sucks. Uh, CD especially feeling like a sunk cost at this point. With Dak out. Don't yeah. forget Dak. He, yeah, no shit. CD had two catches. He had 11 targets. Just couldn't couldn't get him the ball. But. Holy shit. I didn't yeah. realize that. I know. That's, a lot of that's Dak Prescott just fucking making bad throws, dude. 
Like, I we'll talk about it later. Kyle Pitts finishes with four points. That sucks. Uh, Damian Pierce, huge uh, breakout candidate, especially late into drafts. He scored five points in his debut, so he shit the bed. Um, and on the quarterback side, Aaron Rodgers only had four points, as he does in week one. And Tom Brady underperformed with only 12 points. So, that's our studs and duds segment. Nice. Fuck yeah. Rolling through, rolling through the segments here. But let's move on to some of our main storylines and takeaways from the week. And we'll do kind of kind of sort of a buy and sell situation with this. Overreaction, underreaction. Like, are we buying or selling on the overreaction of this of these storylines that we got coming out? So to start us off, we have what happened on Sunday Night Football last night. Dallas is dead. That's the take. That's the storyline. We'll see how we feel about it. Dak, we've mentioned it already. He's out six to eight weeks. CD and Zeke struggle. The defense struggles, especially in the run game. I mean, nothing good happening in Dallas right now. I mean, what's the deal with Dak, dude? Like, he is the worst quarterback contract since we were talking about it earlier. List off some names, dude. I mean, it is bad. It's not that bad. It's not. It's really like when he's healthy, it's not bad. Also, he just went up against arguably the best front seven in football. You have to remember that. Yeah. He didn't look yeah, good last like, night before he got injured, okay? He looked terrible. Fucking true, terrible. But you actually. don't have to look very far back to you you can't say like it's the worst quarterback contract since it there's been like three in the last four years that are worse than Dax Con. I mean, any list of quarterback other than the eight or nine guys that are in front of him. All of the contracts are worse than what Dak got. I mean, you could even make an argument that Kirk Cousins' contract is worse than what Dak got because Dak's probably a better player and they're making uh, well, similar money. Kirk, you know, plays on the football field. Dak seems to want to stay off of it. So that's that's a big... Deshaun Watson. Can't say that. It hasn't happened Deshaun yet. Watson, that is definitely... I could see that being, you know, I could see that. But, like, golf, easy. Wentz, easy. Like that, it's not that hard to find contracts that are worse than Dax because Dax, that's that's an average quarterback contract. But when you're not on the field, we were talking about Brock Osweiler and and Matt Flynn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah, I don't know. It's just a shit show, dude. Like how that's a franchise that's franchise quarterback money, dude. And he's not a franchise quarterback if he's not on the field, and he's going to be out most of the season again. So I don't I don't know what to say, but. Broncos, Broncos with a false start, shooting themselves in the foot again. Nice. Let's go. Yeah, six twenty-eight left in the second fourth. Second and goal at like the eight this, now. This is their third possession in the second half at at and goal, and they have zero. Let right Russ cook, dude. Board. Throw the ball. Uh, but Russ has looked yeah. good from what I've seen. It's just Russell Wilson throwing the on the goal line. Uh, I think Pete Carroll has some memory. <gasps> Um, guys, how early do we think Mike McCarthy is going to be fired? Because can he even be fired now? Because of uh, that. That's the thing is now they might the give him the mulligan. The injury might have bought him time. But yep. this is the second time. It's a bad situation yeah, if you're in Dallas. This is the second time Mike McCarthy has escaped his fucking fate. Like, he is, he will be fired. And it will be soon. But, like, I, is he going to be fired midseason? I mean... From before Dak, uh, Dak got injured last night, I was like, I mean, 
Mike McCarthy's on track to be fired before week five, especially in this division. Like, I mean, there this is a cakewalk of a division. If you're playing that brand of football, I know the Bucks defense is a Super Bowl winning defense, like two years ago, but I like that was terrible. With the weapons that Dallas has, it should not look that way. It should not. But are they that great? Like, is, like their their Dallas their offensive line does not. That's the and, and their offensive line did not. Yeah, I mean, great. CD like CD should be getting the ball, and they didn't have they didn't have any other receivers outside CD last night because James Washington out, Michael Gallup out. So, I mean, I I guess I have to give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, but three points, three points. I don't know. Are we slamming the playing button in Dallas or no? I mean, obviously with Dak out six to eight weeks, I mean that throws away every chance in their say, fucking Yeah, I was. I would. The only saving grace. Was... The only saving grace for Dallas is that they play in a division where if this happens, if this happens to them in the AFC West, absolutely not. But it gives them half a chance in the division that they're in. With this happening and who knows what, what quarterback they might try and go out and get maybe a mason rudolph everybody's been talking about jimmy g maybe tyler huntley i mean there's there's guys out there that they could go and get but like those teams are not going to give them up for free because they see how valuable of, was, a backup a backup quarterback is i was about to say i don't think the ravens are moving off of huntley i think there's a close to zero percent chance that happening just because of the ability to lose lamar for a period of time and run the same exact offense with a guy like Tyler Huntley, because you can't really find a guy with that skill set in the NFL. You'd have to change your entire offense for, you know, one game. Jordan Love? I'm trying to think of quarterbacks that Dallas could bring in. The other two that are are at the top of my list that I could see them bringing in are Nick Foles Mm -hmm. and Case Keenum. Yeah, I was about to say, you're going to want to go a vet. Like, Jordan Love, he's still probably trying to understand Green Bay's playbook. You don't want him to have to try and pick up Dallas' midseason. You want a guy that can come in and pick up a system quick. So I think Case Keenum, Nick Foles, both good options. Jimmy G, if San Francisco decides to make him available, I don't know if they're going to do that right now. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think that they're going to sit Lance, and they better not. No. But after after I mean, this past week, I mean, you, got, you paid him to be the highest paid backup quarterback yeah. in the NFL. Like, you're not – they're diet. They're solidified in that, you know. They're happy about their situation. I don't think that that's the best security blanket at the quarterback position, you know. So they're set up pretty nice. All right, let's move on to the next team that we got and the next storylines that we got. Damn, did I just fucking lose? God damn it. I just lost a lake. Fuck. Nice. All right. How did it? Lake said Hey, man, he could fumble again. That's very true. All right, let's move on to the Chiefs and the Cardinals and the whooping that the Chiefs put on the cards. No Tyreek, no problem, and Andy Reid's obviously a happy guy about that. Uh, Mahomes had 360 yards, five touchdowns. The Cardinals struggle in all phases of the game. Um, But we were talking about it in the chat earlier. Are we buying in on the Chiefs after that, or are we just selling out on the Cardinals? It's like I said, I think oh, it's both. Both, all right. Both. Yep, I think, I, think, I think that the Chiefs are, their offense is clicking a lot sooner than probably I had anticipated, but we talked about it. You know, that, that's why it was Jaden's spread pick of the week, because 
the Cardinals defense is just absolutely awful. And with no Rondell Moore, who did he, who is Dorch? Where did this guy come from? I mean, this guy had like seven catches for 90 some yards and came kind of out of nowhere. And I mean, it showed, you know, Hollywood was there. Ertz got a dog uh, garbage time touchdown, but like there's way too many questions right now in Arizona. Uh, And if I'm a Cardinals fan, I'm very nervous. Do you think the Chiefs defense just had Kyler Murray figured out yesterday? Or, I mean, because he just looked not like Kyler Murray, just boring. I mean, that was the word being thrown around. I think it's I think it's why there was something in his contract that said that he needed to watch film. I mean, this guy just can't read defenses, and it was pretty apparent sure. yesterday. Jaden? Uh, I think part of that was the scheme as well. It was driving me nuts watching that game because it was so boring. It was literally just streaks and stops the entire uh, second half. It was mind-numbing just watching him throw to a curl or a flat every single time they threw the ball. It was it was insane to watch, especially – I mean, I know you don't have weapons to, like, you know, you want to run – you want to be able to throw deep shots with the guys that you have, but – they don't have those guys right now, but I mean, you're losing by three scores. You you can't just keep, you know, throwing four yard flat routes and stuff. I, I mean, kind of a rough spot to be in for Arizona right now until Hopkins gets back and hell, the ship might already be too, might already have taken on too much water. And that's what I was going to say, because after this game, they've got at the Raiders and then the Rams at the Panthers, Eagles, and then at the Seahawks. So like yeah, so you've who, got who knows two what it's games be. that I think they're gonna be two games I think they're gonna be favored in. Um, but in they're Seattle both on the Carolina, but then yeah, I was about to say, and then the other the other games you're probably gonna be dogs in just because of these. I mean, Devonte Adams and Hunter Renfro, um, Byron Murphy can only guard one of those one Cooper of those Cup. guys gonna get loose and Darrell Wallers, Cooper Cup, yeah, and then what was the other game? I mean, DJ you know, Moore maybe. DK, AJ yeah. Brown. Yeah. AJ, yeah, the Eagles. And then AJ Brown. Like, I don't know, man. I do not have a lot of trust in Arizona. I mean, you just look at their roster top to bottom. It's not very good. Yeah. I mean, um, I absolutely agree. And we're getting the ball back. Yep. I guess I'm a to 430 left. I just think I'm more buying in on the Chiefs just being the same. Like, I mean, I think there was some. I, you were a I know. You were a Chiefs hater yep. through and through all year last year. Just went and and the preseason. I gotta stop he, I gotta stop doubting greatness. I have to. I have to. I mean he threw for five tuds yesterday. Yeah. Like without Tyreek Hill. Like, I mean the dude's just fucking Yeah, and I think the point is we we all as a group of football fans we tend to focus on number one wide receiver when we should be focusing on number one target like what happened in kansas city when with tyree kill leaving is 10 times different than what happened in green Mm. bay with Devontae adams because the number one target in green bay is randall cobb the number one target in kansas city is travis kelsey like that is a big difference and yeah, it was nice that Kansas City had that luxury of having both those guys, but the fact that they have Kelsey to fall back on, that Tennessee losing A.J. Brown does not, and Green Bay losing Devontae Adams just does not. And that I think that was overblown, and that's why the expectations for Kansas City were probably a little tempered this year, because people weren't really thinking about and, that. And, I mean, 
It's great analysis, actually. Yeah. I mean, the main thing with Tyreek, though, was, like, the opening of the field, you know, like, creating a different element on the offensive side. But, like, with guys like Sky Moore and MVS, I mean, they did their jobs yesterday, you know? Also, I know it was, like, it, yeah. it was a blowout, so he didn't get the, the touches, like, in the second half. But, like, if you're a Clyde edwards elaire mm-hmm. owner, you got to be pretty happy with the performance that he had yesterday. Um, I mean, if you draft him as an RB2, maybe a flex, like, definitely are, are in good hands with him right now it looks like i mean i know pacheco had had some moments in in dog shit time but like ceh owners got to be happy with the performance for sure yeah the thing i'll say about that is pacheco did lead the backfield in carries uh i think it was double uh but like ceh in the receiving game is what we've always wanted ceh for so i mean to see him yeah. getting receiving work and and short term you're yeah, short term, you're a lot happier. I mean, you can't see him getting in the end zone twice a week for the rest of the season, but well, you also sign, don't signs of life, I guess. Yeah, but you also don't anticipate them being blown out, which I mean, with, with them blowing out a team, which takes away from his, you know, probably quarter and a half of action that he would have normally had. They're setting up plays for him at the goal line. That's, That's something true. that we could take away. Like, he's probably not going to do yeah. score two touchdowns yeah. every week, like you said, but, you know, they're setting it up for scoring opportunities. He's a playmaker on the goal line so gotta love that if you're ceh owner all right let's move on to our next takeaway and it is the chargers winning the rematch game of last year i threw up Devonte because he just fucking balled out which i didn't expect that great of a game from Devonte in his debut but i mean he balled out dude but the chargers ultimately win the game my biggest takeaway is this chargers defense looks so good dude three force fumbles without jc jackson yeah. three force fumbles three ints and five sacks against the raiders who are expected to do good things this year but they manhandled them what kind of ta- what takeaways you boys got why did they get those sacks so Jaden? i'll let you take over because vegas's offensive line is like Probably the worst in the league. Colton Miller at left tackle is pretty good, but it's it's a revolving door at every other position on that line. The two picks that they did get, or was it was it two or three? Uh, it was three. I could have swore it was two, but you might. Okay. Well, I know two of them. One was like super underthrown, and the other one was just a bad read by Derek Carr. Um, I think that Mac and Bosa on either on either side of each other is scary. I 100% believe that, but I think we might want to pump the brakes on how good this defense is because the Raiders aren't exactly a team that runs the ball very well. And I know that they made improvements, you know, Cleo Mack, probably one of the best guys, one of the best edge rushers defending the run in the league, but this is, this is still a squishy run defense. They didn't, I don't think they made enough improvements on that run defense to say that it's like much improved or fixed per se, um, and it's like I've said about the Chargers, like I know talking way in advance here, but you get to the playoffs, if they face Cleveland, Indy, Tennessee, which is realistic possibility because you think Indy and Tennessee, those they're probably going to be the fourth seed. Whoever wins that division is probably going to be the fourth seed. The Chargers could very well be the best team that doesn't win a division. So they could be facing them in the first round in a four or five matchup. And I think if they face either one of those teams, they're going home because they can't defend the run yet. And it's week one. So we'll give them time to develop all that. But I just, purely based off of depth chart and stuff, I don't know if they've done enough yet. Okay. Yeah, to be honest, I don't I don't really have much takeaways from this game. Um, I mean, 
it is what it is. You know, the Chargers got the win. The line was, I think, at three and a half, ended about where Vegas thought. It was a two-point conversion away from the Raiders covering that three and a half point spread. Um, but I don't really – I'm not like, okay, the Chargers are that good or the uh, or, or the Raiders are that bad. I think that both teams had holes. And if I were the Chargers, I'd be a little bit concerned about the injury right now uh, with Keenan Allen. Just, you know, hamstrings can nag on. Um, but, yeah, I, I – both these teams are going to be good teams. Both these teams are going to be in the upper echelon when it comes to AFC teams. Could be a game or two here or there that separates them from the playoffs. But, yeah, you know, winning the division is huge because you go on the road in the playoffs in the AFC, it's not pretty. Sure, for sure. And we went over some of the takeaways earlier. I mean, one on the Raiders' side of the ball, I mean, I if I'm a Devontae Adams over, I'm very happy that he can put up the same production that he did in Green Bay in Vegas. So, Love to see it. All right, let's move on to our next talking point, and that is Aaron Rodgers being pissed off at his unexperienced wide receivers after they got smacked by the Minnesota Vikings. Um, is it R E L A X time in Green Bay, or is it time to hit the panic button? The leader in catches yesterday. I'm just any guess on the leader in catches yesterday for the Packers? Aaron Jones. Good guess. Good guess. Okay, it was A.J. Dillon with five. No, Not one receiver had more than four catches with more than 40 yards. That. And who was it? Was it Romeo? Yeah, Romeo had the most, had the most of each category. So he is, so far, the most trusted Green Bay wide receiver. So. No, I will say this. Lazard was Mm -hmm. out. Lazard was out of this game, so maybe that helps. But this is what we've talked about all offseason. This is everything everybody talked about. Yes, they have a good defense, but, like, not going to lie, but my boys picked them, picked that defense apart. I mean, Justin Jefferson made Jair Alexander look like like a bitch. Not going to lie. Not gonna That's sugar, the problem. Not going to sugarcoat it. That's the problem. Jair Alexander did not guard him. That's, that's the thing that puzzled me the most, was that Jair Alexander barely guarded him and they never went man. They played in zone all game. And that's why Justin Jefferson cooked them because he's that good. He's just going to run through zone defenses all day long. If they maybe, you know, try to switch the philosophy a little bit, put a guy who's getting paid $23 million a year or any of the resources that they have in arguably the best cornerback room in the NFL, they would have had a little bit easier of a time guarding arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL. I mean, in the spirit of week one overreactions, and I know your answer, Tyler, because you already have him winning the division. Um, but are we putting the Vikings as the favorite to win this division now, Jade? I will say that they did look a lot better than I thought they did. Um, the Neanderthalness of Mike Zimmer, I believe I underrated a little bit um, as far as a factor of keeping this team down in previous years. Um, this does look like a much improved Vikings team. I'm going to wait to give a take on that because I don't want to get flamed either way so yeah i'm just gonna let it ride give it a week let's see how uh see how mad aaron Rodgers is on sunday Night football against chicago yeah, next expect- week yeah if they don't beat the bears something's definitely wrong um i know the bears won last then then sound the alarm yeah but i mean i would be i would put it like one through ten i'd put it at like a six right now i'd, I'd be pretty pretty concerned if i was a packers fan i mean i know that they've historically had these slow starts but like when you had those slow starts, you could still run on Devontae Adams. I don't think he's coming walking through that door anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And, like, 
I haven't seen Aaron Rodgers like visibly like pissed on like he's pretty good about like high like kind of being snarky about like hiding his emotions and shit on the sideline kind of just giving people looks and stuff but in this picture right here he's fucking screaming <laughs> like he's so clearly upset about what's going on so yeah I mean that's a cause for panic in Green Bay for sure also also back to Jaden's point that offense did look great yesterday for the Vikings I mean it just it looked it looked fun it was like fine like well, I haven't seen this in like almost a decade from the Vikings offense and and it was finally like wow okay this is what a new coach can bring to this team so I'm I was cautiously optimistic going into this year I said on the preview pod we're gonna kick the shit out of those pussies and they did and I have no reason to not be optimistic going forward big Monday night game next week in Philly um but that that's going to be a great test for for both teams. I think. Madison got a decent amount of work in the game. Like, do you think it's going to be more of a Dalvin Cook Alexander Madison split this year? I mean, I think if you give Alexander Madison enough work, I mean, he's just as good as Dalvin Cook. He's always had those carries, though. I mean, it's never been like egregious as far as like three to one or four to one in favor of Dalvin. Like Madison's still gotten work in, not even on third downs, but on, you know, second first and second downs as well. So I mean this isn't anything new that I haven't seen. And I mean, not using Dalvin as much in the game is a best case scenario for the Vikings. Like preserve him as much as you can. For sure. Sure. All right. Let's dive. Uh, oh also expect a relaxed comment from Aaron Rodgers by Wednesday, probably. Uh some kind of hey, we'll be fine some sort of thing that he hits everybody with after week one. I don't know. He seems pretty, con he seems more concerned than he's been in previous yeah, years. No shit. No shit. I mean, that picture says it all right there, but all right, let's move on. And we'll run through this pretty quick. Cause we did break it down. Uh, but Eagles escaped the upset versus the lions. I was so ready to take my victory lap on the lions. Um, I was really excited to do that, but wasn't able to, um, but my concerns with this game and my biggest takeaway from here is, Tyler, I already told Jaden, guess how many uh, passing touchdowns Jalen Hurts threw yesterday? One. Hero. And that's... A.J. Brown did not have a touchdown. That's, that's right. supposed to be the quarterback that leads this team to the promised land? Throwing zero tuds in a game that they would have yep. lost if James Bradbury didn't take back a pick six? I mean, I'm, I'm not feeling too great about Jalen Hurts. Are we? Yeah, but they were also up like seventeen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was about to say they were up by a lot. The Eagles' defense let them back in. So if you want to play the defense argument, you can blame this one on the defense just as much as you can, you know. But when the Lions are coming back, won. I mean, Jalen Hurts should be throwing the ball towards the end zone, right? No, they should be running the ball. Yeah, you want to run the yeah, clock. Okay. I mean, you, don't, you you incomplete pass stops the clock. The clock's your best. I know. Come on, classic, classic I know, football I know you've IQ. Got an agenda here, yeah, but let's, let's, get let's think football logically. IQ under us. Okay, that's fair. But I don't think if you look at zero passing touchdowns from Jalen Hurts, where they put up 35, 36 points, that's not good. And I'll stand by that. Hundred percent stand by that. That is not what you want to see yeah, but you, but out you of your quarterback who is supposed to take this team to the division winners now with Dallas sitting out of it. If they can But you knew if they can score thirty eight points without him scoring a passing touchdown, that's damn good. And you that knew defense that they played out of their fucking minds yesterday. Anyways. That defense played out of their minds yesterday against the fucking Lions, dude. Let's keep that in mind, huh? Like I'm not I'm not and 
It might be because they're in my division. Okay. All right. But this is not like maybe. That's not we at we have asked a hundred times on this show during the offseason if Jalen Hurts is the guy. The guy doesn't throw for zero yeah, passes. I think it touchdown. still remains to be seen. What's <laughs> that's all. That's yeah. like, like good for you. You gotta get get your win. But look at his rushing statistics. I mean, they were not great, but they were solid. Yeah. He did what he had to do to get the win. I don't think that you can take much. I mean, you can sit you there did, and harp. You did the same shit with Lamar. You did the same shit with Lamar for like Lamar's years. Lamar is more is a much better thrower. He, he wins. He wins. Does he? And I don't. I'm not a big Jalen Hurts believer, but you can't like. If if the if I told you before the show, if you told me that the Eagles scored 38 points against the Detroit Lions, I would told you that they won in a blowout. But I mean, they did. Yeah, I think this is more credit and, to the Lions' offense more than anything. I mean, that that offense actually yeah. looks good, and DeAndre Swift might end up winning you a fantasy league. I mean, I know he only had 18 touches, but like, man, the guy. I mean, and he got vultured by two touchdowns from Jamal Williams, but I mean, the guy can. It is crazy. He only got 18 touches, though. I mean, I would have expected him to get more, but I think if you're the under, he did, he did a lot with him. Happy. Exactly. That's what I mean. If he's doing that with 18 touches, imagine what he does with 25. I'll leave you guys with this. Can't imagine scoring zero passing touchdowns for the rest of the year is going to bode very well for Jalen Hurts. I mean, I I don't think that's very crazy to say. I probably imagine that he scores a passing touchdown at some point this year. The other thing is, if he does it in a game where they put up like ten points or thirteen points, like that's one thing. But like in a game that they yeah. put up that many points well, in one, like that you're making my point though. Like, that? how often is that going to happen? Fucking point one percent of that happening, like of your defense like playing out of their mind yesterday, like of that combination of scoring. That is so unlikely to happen. It's not even fucking funny. The defense, the, you, you just say their defense playing out of their mind. They allowed 35 points. Yeah, you're Ball. right. But I mean, I'm thinking about the pick six, to be fair. Um, but. No, you're you're thinking of, you're, you're pushing an agenda. You're ignoring all else to push this one agenda on Jalen Hurts. I don't get it. How often? <laughs> okay. Like, he felt, I can understand the game script argument. A hundred percent, but like, if this is going to be the scoring output for the Eagles for the rest of the season, if you guys think that's what the case is, then I'm laughing. But like, it's not. It's not. He will have a passing touchdown. At some, they just went to the goal line. Like he had a wide open AJ Brown. I watched the shit with my own eyes, but he ran it in anyway, and he scored a touchdown. Look, he's scoring a touchdown in the picture that you have on the damn screen. Six points is six points. All right, we just have and rushing totals are more with fantasy. So, I mean, fantasy, sure. I'm fucking eating. I'm really eating Jalen Hurts up in fantasy. I mean, uh, he's fucking running back at the quarterback position, but to win football games, mm, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't. Is he the guy after week one? Don't think so. All right, let's move on to our next topic of debate. And we already covered a little bit. And that is the Texans tying the Colts. And uh, I'll happily take a victory lap on this one, even though they tied, because I believe the spread was double digits for this one. And I... Seven. Oh, okay. All right. But I picked the Texans to win. I'll take, I'll take a victory lap because nobody... And... I, did say, I did say in the preview I was taking the Colts to win, but the Texans on the spread. I will mm, say that. Okay. Good shit. Yeah, that's good shit. But... 
JT puts the team on his back for a tie is the takeaway from this one. 31 carries, 161 yards, and a tud for JT. Matt Ryan really struggled yesterday. Really struggled yesterday. So, yeah. I mean, I don't I know. It's over. I, but in the theme of overreaction week one, is Matt Ryan not an upgrade over Carson Wentz? The worst quarterback in the NFL. Oh, my God. They're going to try this from 63. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that was Oh my god. I thought they were calling Dude, Aikman looks really rough. Uh Aikman needs to see somebody, dude. What don't don't oh, say okay. anything because you're ahead of me. Yeah. But um Matt Ryan didn't look like that guy, and Carson Wentz did yesterday against an equally shit defense. Uh both those defenses were terrible. One guy did really well, one guy did not. And one guy had a running back to help him out, and we didn't. So, I mean, I know that's a really hairy comparison to draw because of the teams and the weapons that they have, but Matt Ryan sucked yesterday and Carson Wentz didn't. And the fact that it is the fact that it is one yeah, game I mean, oh, I'm just Do you have any it. legitimate takeaways from Matt Ryan tying the fucking Texan wow. in his debut? Uh, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. He didn't look good. You want to elaborate on that? Nope. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Any thoughts on Matt Ryan? I know the result of the game. I know the you result won't of feed the game. Me. You won't feed me. Um, you won't feed me? Right. Come on. <laughs> Whoa. All right. Yeah, that was a little sus. Um, <laughs> all right. Anyway, football conversation. Um, one game. It was one game. He didn't look good yesterday, but it was one game. Um, and I think... One takeaway that needs to be taken away here is, dude, I think the Texans defense might be a little bit better than we all anticipated. Dude, Jerry Hughes, come. I think he had a 93 PFF grade yesterday. Secondary looked good. Jalen Petre, I think, had something like he he had four missed tackles, but he had like 11 tackle opportunities, which I'd much rather. He's just around the ball. Derek Stingley looked awesome. Um, despite the fact that I know statistically it looks like that, but I don't think he was guarding Michael Pittman. Um, what is going on? I'm going to go ahead and say this. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett just had awful clock management down the stretch. You're going to try a 64-yarder yeah. instead Jesus of Christ. trying to go for it on 4th and 4, 4th and 5 with Russell Wilson as mm. your quarterback. Well, it's official game. Against a very poor Seattle D. I mean mm. – that that was, and then they let the clock run all the way down on the third down play. You had fifty seconds left, and you ran it all the way down just to call a timeout. With yeah, I know. Seconds. Like that was absolutely terrible clock management. This I, is the that's so embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, hey, fucking Russell coach. Wilson, rookie head coach, Russell rookie Wilson losing his debut for his new team at Seattle, where they booed the hell out of him coming out, dude. I love that. I love it. Because Russell Wilson needs a fucking check. Well, if you fumble, if you fumble twice on the goal line, you deserve to lose. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, last thing on, yeah, and I want to talk what? about it, dude. Right. Last thing go on, ahead. go ahead. Okay. It's last thing on Colts Texans. Are we buying in on the Texans or selling more on the Colts? You don't have to be a hundred percent in on either one, but which one are you doing more of, Tyler? I mean, I don't know how much to take away from this game. I mean, it, it's – I guess I'll buy more, buy less on the Colts. But, like, once again, 
Look at the fucking division they're in. Like, it's such a bad division. Nobody won in that division yesterday. You had two losses and two teams tie. Like, I'm not sold on any team in this division. So, if I'm a Colts fan, I'm like, all right, whatever. Maybe we're not that great, but we should have enough to win this division still. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was about to say, I would say I'm selling the Colts, but I don't really know how much I bought of them in the first place to be able to say that. So, um, yeah, I don't really think I have... I, don't I mean, think buying, I say here. I'm buying in on the Texans defense, like you were mentioning. I mean, Lovey Smith has a track record of putting yeah. together as, really yeah, good defenses. I. So, I mean, a Lovey Smith defense playing well against the Colts yesterday, that's a really good sign for the Texans. All right, let's move on to our last storyline, and this one should be quick because it's the game that we said we really couldn't take anything away from, and that was the Mud Bowl uh, with the Bears beating the 49ers. Trey Lance struggles out of the gate. 13 for 28, 164 yards and an interception. Go ahead. I just want to say your first place Seattle Seahawks. Who had that coming after week oh, one? Fucking gross. That's insane. Ugh. But um, yeah, like we said, can't overreact too much from this game. But I mean, from what we saw out of Trey Lance, are we I mean, can we even say anything? No, I mean, there's no takeaways from this game. I, I literally have nothing to say about there's this game. I mean, there's they the the Bears technically won. I mean, that picture describes it all. Like, he, as long as you didn't come away with injuries, which the 49ers unfortunately did, um, then it would be a win in, in my book. But yeah, I've, I'll assess Trey Lance and the rest of the 49ers after their game next week against these first place Seattle Seahawks. And then I'll assess the Bears after their trip to Lambeau next week. Yep, 100% agree there. And we're all in consensus on that. So, good shit. All right, well, that covers our main storylines. But we're going to hit you with one last segment, and that is each week we're going to come up with one takeaway, one overarching takeaway from week one, and how it will impact the rest of the season. So, I'll go ahead and lead it off, and I kind of alluded to it earlier. Wentz looked comfortable yesterday, dude. Like, I haven't... Last year, especially towards the end of the year, and especially the last time we played Jacksonville, he did not look comfortable. Like, he was extremely afraid, and I know he threw two picks, and we were talking about this before the podcast, but those picks looked less panicked than his normal picks, and I'm happy with that. That's progress with Carson Wentz, but... It was, yeah, what's your face? Say something. Don't just look at me. What does that even mean? What does that mean? Picks are picks. I'd I, I understand if they were like tipped he just looks confident. into his hands. He looks confident in throwing the football, which he didn't a lot of times. You ain't look confident all you want. You throw picks. I mean, he still threw for three tuds, four tuds, and almost 400 yards. I mean, I'll take that with the two picks. And that's a comfortable... So... You're saying picks are picks, but there's there's a difference I'm, I'm, between I'm throwing for 150 yards and two picks and almost 400 yards, four touchdowns and two picks. Correct? I am waiting for what you have written here in these here notes, and I'm waiting for those words <laughs> to come out of your mouth. That's what I'm waiting okay. for. Okay. Carson Wentz looked awesome yesterday. The Redskins, the Redskins, the Commanders looked awesome yesterday. And I think it just made us division favorites. With Dak out now, 
and the Eagles. I mean, Jalen Hurts, in my opinion, not being that guy after week one, and Wentz looking like a lot more of a guy. They're sitting at the uh, second-best odds behind the Eagles, so we're better than the Giants, but the Eagles are now favored to win the division. In my eyes, it just Dak's injury just made us division favorites in the NFC beast. So, that's my big takeaway, dude. Tyler, you want to rock? I was going to say, Tyler, can you argue with him? I mean... I don't think they're the favorites. I still think the Eagles are the favorites. I mean, I saw, I looked at today and the Eagles odds to win the Super Bowl went from about 30 to one up to 13 to one uh, after week one. So uh, I think some of that has to do with the Dak injury. Like I said, though, I mean, I could still see them sneaking in as a wild card team um, with, with how weak I think the NFC is from what we've seen. Like I said, your first place Seattle Seahawks right now, um, which is nuts to think about. Um, but yeah, I could, I, I, I could see them sneaking into the playoffs. I wouldn't call them division favorites, not in my mind. I, I'd, I'd still take the Eagles roster as a whole over the Redskins roster as a whole. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even think it's close. Really. Okay. I, I, like, like he, he showed me some stuff. I, I, I said, I was like, kudos to him. You know, he definitely showed me some stuff yesterday. Is it sustainable? Can he sustain that throughout the entire like, season? Was the Makes Eagles, seen, was the Eagles win over the Lions happen. that much more impressive than our win over the Jags? Like, I mean, the Lions suck too. No, no but, but, but my, but my perception and opinion about both of those teams going into that game, nothing really changed. Okay. Like, I still think the Eagles are ahead of the, of Washington, okay. which is what I saw and thought in the preseason. Okay. So, whereas like with the, with with the Chiefs and Cardinals game, I'm like, wow, the Cardinals are a lot worse than I thought that they were. That's like an example. our game against Jacksonville gave me more confidence in our offense than the Eagles' offense against the Lions. Like that, I have more optimism for our offense well, going forward. A, a, you don't seem to like Jalen Hurts. B, you probably watched the Washington game much more attentively. You didn't watch every snap of the Eagles game, I'd imagine. And you have you have a bias already towards the Washington Commanders, and when they win and the Eagles win, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, the Commanders looked great. Nah, Eagles, meh. They scored the Eagles scored more points on a better defense. Barely better defense. And didn't we start this show off with Reading out a comment that said FedEx was pretty electric. You guys were home. Like, I did, should win that game. The Eagles should win their game, too, which both teams did, which is why I'm still at where I was going into this game, going into the season. My opinion about both teams hasn't really changed okay. much. Okay, fair, fair. You guys are entitled to your opinions. I just think that we are the head-on division favorite now. So, I mean, if you guys can argue with me all day. but Head-on yeah. division. So, uh, who wants to roll with their big take so I can shit on you guys? I'll go because I proposed it and I, I said it in, in our group I, last night I gotta think of one. and it's, it's all about fantasy with, with my big take. Um, so legitimately how many bell cow backs are in this league right now? Because you're seeing guys like Hilliard, Jamal Williams, Mark Ingram, even Khalil Herbert, James Robinson, Kareem Hunt, Michael Carter, Burkhead, Naheem Hines, even, and A.J. Dillon, I know that's more of a time show, all get significant work in week one. When you're spending a first-round pick, like you're wanting a guy that is going to always get the, always get the carries. And my question is, you know, 
Devonte Adams slipped into like the second round and even Diggs slipped into the second round. Should we not be ranking these running backs as high? And I know we've seen a trend over the last couple of years because of how pass happy this league's gotten, but like, should Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson be going one and two, and then you get some running backs maybe mixed in? Like, should this be flip-flopped, and instead of having four running backs in the top six, have four wide receivers in the top six? Because I think that that's a trend that you're you're going to. And and if you're waiting on running backs, that's where the no running back strategy is kind of might end up paying off in the long run because you're getting guys in the third and fourth round that are still contributing more than than maybe some of those wide receivers like a Devontae Smith. Um, in the second round, obviously, or, or in the in the third and fourth round, obviously, this is a complete overreaction to re- week one. But I do think that it is something to sit on for the rest of the season to see the trends of where these high end drafted running backs are going to end up at season's end. The only thing I'll say about that is like the bell cow back thing, hundred percent. But how about how about running backs that catch like just as much as a receiver, like CMC, Austin Eckler. Like these guys have more because they do everything that a wide receiver does and more, you know, so for the most part, but I, so those guys, guys like that would go over or Deandre Swift. Like if he has a great season this year, he's at the top three pick next year. And, and I guess I'm looking at it from Ooh. those, from those top five wide receivers. Look at what those top five wide receivers did. And then look at what the top five running backs drafted did after week one. And, and that's where I think that you're getting more value because of how pass happy this league is from those wide receivers than you are getting from those quote unquote bell cow backs. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, our, we've already saw the trend happen this year, you know, like, I mean, wide receivers were going more in the bat earlier in the first round than they have ever before. I mean, personally, I've never drafted a wide receiver in the first round. I drafted a wide receiver in the first round in like four out of five leagues this year. Just because where I was picking, I was picking like towards the back end, like six, seven. And I mean, once you get past, like you have a great point. Like once you get past the receiving backs, then it's scary. Like I'd much rather. Even with the receiving backs. So like, 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 would you rather have a Najee Harris or Dalvin Cook or would you rather have a Jamar Chase or Devontae Adams? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm saying the receiving backs that are like primo receiving backs. Like, I mean, Najee catches passes, but I mean, I'm going... I'm going J. Jeff over Anaji for sure. Like, I mean, or Chase or... Right, but I would anticipate... Oh, yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, would you rather have Jefferson over Eckler or Jefferson over Jonathan Taylor? That's that's what I'm getting into. Well, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard right now because the entire pre-draft process, it was Taylor. But right now, you know, I'd probably rather have Justin. Or Despite Cop, the fact Cop. that Jonathan Taylor scored like 30 points to yesterday, and I feel like no one is talking about it, whereas Justin Jefferson like is lighting social media on fire with what he's done. Um, I just, I don't know, man. There's something that I disagree with and I can't figure out how to explain it. Like I was trying to text it in the group chat last night and I just, I couldn't figure out what to say. I'm going to need to put together paper and I'll, uh, I'll send it in, maybe read it on the pod one night, five page minimum. It's, It's just something, it's just something to think about, you know, not only with this year, but obviously with next year as well, when you're going into drafts about thinking about, you know, how, how valuable is this running back in, in these early rounds? Is there, is there any concern? Do I see, you know, this backup taking significant time away from this running back? You might have it with wide receivers, but in my opinion, not to the extent of what you have it with, with the running. I feel like there's, 
it used to be the safest pick was the running backs. Like you would have the boom bust potential with the wide receivers, but I think we're shifting to the wide receivers having a safer floor than running backs. <clears throat> now that that's, I agree with that. I can get down with that. So solid takes. Uh, yeah. Jaden hit us with it, man. Whew, I kind of had trouble coming up with one and I think I'm going to ride the uh, wave of what just happened on Monday night football, dude. I think Seattle might be fine. I think Seattle might be okay. They, I, and I, I didn't love Seattle. Uh, I didn't really love what they did this offseason. Obviously, they were a little hamstrung by making a big trade like that um, and not having any picks prior to making that trade and then not having any money because of what they've done in the past. But I don't know, man. I think Geno might be like a top 24 quarterback this year. Like, I know that, like, that, whoa, top three-fourths guy. but. Um, I don't know, man. I think Seattle might be okay, especially in a NFC West that may not be as strong as it we thought it was going to be. Like Arizona may be falling off a little bit. Um, uh, I don't want to say LA, San Francisco falling off a little bit, but dude, I liked what I saw from Geno Smith tonight too. And Denver's defense yeah, is not anything not. to sneeze at. So hey, maybe there's something I think, in Seattle. Yeah, I mean, he's got. He, he, I was going to say the chemistry with DK was apparent from the get-go. And we heard about that, you know, leading into the season that he really liked um, Debo, that he really liked DK Metcalf. Other thing, I, I mentioned it to you guys, Gina Smith in his career was 8-0, as, or in his last eight games, my bad, is 8-0 against the spread as a starter. So now he's 9-0 in his last nine games. So he's had, when he's been forced into the situation, he's produced when he's needed to produce for sure. Um, but I, 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 I don't disagree with you, Jaden, as much as that hurts me to say, um, the home field advantage is something mm. that not every team has like Lumen field. And mm. it was absolutely apparent tonight, but Rashad Penny had a very strong game. I felt, uh, I picked up where he left off. So I don't think this team is going to be as bad as we thought. I think that the defense has still got some big problems and some holes, but they're going to hang with some teams. And Gino is going to be, if you're in a two quarterback league, yeah. not a bad second quarterback or streaming option to have. For I sure. like Gino a lot. I've loved you. I mean, he played well last week, last year and when he had to step in for Russ and I mean, as well as you could. Um, but I love Gino coming out. Like when he came out of West Virginia, he was supposed to be a first round quarterback. Didn't get drafted in the first round or got picked up in the second round after EJ Manuel. Like I've always been a Gino guy and I'm glad he's finally getting a shot. But I think in the theme of what we've been saying, like this whole episode, I think this is more a testament to maybe the Broncos aren't as good as everybody thought they were than Seattle actually being okay. Because I, I don't know. I will say Denver did look good tonight. And like we talked about, had I think it was 10 plays inside the 10, got zero points out of it, had two goal line fumbles. That could be two touchdowns, and I'm I'm I have to think of a different uh, big takeaway. But you know, uh, also Russell we'll Wilson see. looked like a quarterback I, I, tonight. He didn't look like Russell Wilson. I thought Russell. I thought Russell looked okay. He for missed three hundred yards. I think he might have eclipsed three hundred yards. Yeah, I was about to say. I thought. I thought. I thought Russell looked pretty damn good tonight. He's, they, was, they, they, uh, they started off. We're not surprised, slow. but yeah, I I was. I was pleased with what I saw from Russell Wilson. It looked like he was spreading the ball around a lot. I believe Javante William finished with 12 mm. targets. So maybe something to monitor. I know that it's overreaction week. Um, 
did on a carries basis, it looked like there might be a, still a bit of a split between Melvin and Javante. Especially in the goal line situations. Um, like I remember, I believe it was week two last year, conveniently enough against Denver, Najee had 20 targets, um, which was a weird thing that happened. Um, but Judy looked okay tonight. Sutton looked okay. I saw Greg Dolchich on the field, what felt like a shit ton. Same thing with Okwegbunama. Uh, that might be the most I've seen tight ends on the field for a Russell Wilson-led yeah, team Albert in a o, long Albert o. time. Yeah, and, so. and Beck was another tight end that he was spreading it around to early on in the game as well. Um, I think out of all the new quarterbacks in a different place, I think Russ probably looked the best uh, this week, which you probably anticipate, but still. Yeah. You're forgetting about the passing leader of the week, but yeah, sure. I mean, I'm not, Here I'm not go. fucking capping. Hold I'm on. not capping. He'll, he'll, who do, who he'll, do y'all I'm play not capping. He'll see it. I mean, he'll I mean, who, who do y'all play next week? Let me look. I'm pretty sure it's Philly. Who do y'all play next week? Pretty sure it's Philly. Let me look. No, we play. You play at, oh, at Detroit. At Detroit. And I was gonna say Philly. Ah, right. there we go. We'll get to see. And I want to. What What will be your uh, What will be your thought? If you lose to Detroit, uh, Detroit's uh, season. I'd like to hear this. Their twelve win season looks like it's coming together, man. Yep. There it is. Okay. Yep. Forgot about that. Glass always. No, have no way to lose. Smart guy. Smart guy. Yeah. And with that, that's a solid way to end the podcast. But um, fuck yeah, dude! Football's back. It feels good. I love it. And just recap the full week. We're gonna be doing two episodes a week now, as we mentioned. So we'll come out with an episode later this week. Dive into some Thursday Night Football. Dive into our picks for next week. Oh, before I sign off. Chiefs Chargers. Ooh, Chiefs Chargers. I forgot. With Herb Street and Al Michaels for the first time on Prime. Let's go. I don't know about that, dude. I'm what? not I'm not really excited about uh, Herb Street and Al Michaels. I don't know about Herb Street with the NFL game, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'm going to obviously give him a shot. I mean, yeah, he's that's been working, that's dude. He's been, like, about. studying all the film on all the teams and everything. Like, he's been on the uh, Pat McAfee show a couple times talking about how he's been diving into the NFL, which I th- think is interesting. He's probably been studying more than Kyler. <laughs> no, sh- <laughs> Maybe share some notes. But um, before we sign off, I look back on week one picks and our results. Um, now that the uh, fucking Broncos lost, uh, we all lost a pick. But that officially ends the week. Jaden, you went 8 for 16. I went 7 for 16. Mitch went 10 for 16. And Tyler, you went 9 for 16. So, 7, 8, 9, 10. Me coming up the rear. Not going to ever say that again. You had a lot of risky picks. Yeah, for say. sure. For sure. Um, but... Yeah, let's call him risky. Let's call him. Let's let's. Uh, Dude, I need like Tyree Kill so lovingly put it. I need a fucking wheelbarrow to carry these nuts around, dude. I don't know what to tell you. So with that, <laughs> be interesting to see next week. <laughs> yeah. All right, Kane, just do whatever you want. Kane, just do whatever you want, dude. I was laughing for like twenty minutes after that comment. <laughs> Kane, just do whatever you want. I will. Before we do sign off, I will be taking the Chiefs on Thursday Ooh, night. Okay. Do we want it? As am I. As am I. Mm. I'll go Chargers. I'll do it. I'll do it. What's the spread right now? All right. Yeah. Just being risky. What's the spread right now? You know. Probably Quirky two looking. and a half. Where are they playing? 
It's in. It's in. Oh Jesus! Mm, I don't know. I gotta think about it. Chargers won this game last year. How much year. do I? Uh, that was the game I was How much at. do I hate the Chiefs? Is the question. I don't know. But all right. I don't know, dude. It yeah. used to be pretty strong. Yeah. All right. Well, three and a half. Kansas. Kansas City three by three and, and a half. half. Okay. Damn. All right. Well, I like the Charger spread at least to start. But. All right, with that, we're signing off. We'll catch you guys later this week. Um, Enjoy some time off from football before we get kicked up again, dude. Catch you guys later. Peace.